Welcome to Done With Debauchery, a sobriety and wellness podcast where you'll hear honest experiences about navigating life and relationships without alcohol, how to pursue your own personal wellness journey, and share intimate conversations with special guests. I'm your host, Keisha Scott. Hello, hello, and welcome back to another episode of Done With Debauchery. It feels like it's been so long since I've actually sat down in front of the microphone and recorded something, uh, because last week I did a re-release of the episode from the Sober Butterfly podcast with Nadine, three taboo topics in sobriety. So it feels good to be back, uh, and I'm so excited to share with you my first sober birthday experience. It was not something that I really thought about a lot before the actual time came to celebrate. I'm always kind of a last minute birthday planner. I don't know if it's that I don't like my birthday or why, but I always wait until the last possible minute to plan something. And this year was like truly no exception. Um, so my, I guess that's not true. Uh, I did have some minor plans in place because my best friend from high school came to visit me from Winnipeg. So this is the girl who, like, if you talk that talk, like you would say, she is my ride or die. We have been through everything together. She is my oldest friend, my longest friendship. And she's the person who knows all my secrets inside and out. So when I was in high school, experimenting with drugs, partying, and really getting into all the trouble, she was right there with me. Like whatever shit I got into, she was beside me the whole time. So we've maintained our friendship throughout the years. We live in two different provinces and we're just as close now as we were in high school, if not closer, just based on how we've matured over the years and the depths that our friendship has taken us to. So she came to visit. She came Thursday night. Her flight was delayed by a couple hours, but I picked her up from the airport. And then we started the birthday celebrations really a Friday afternoon. We started it with both um, seeing a psychic medium. I don't know if you're into the woo-woo or if that's something that interests you, but I like to think that I believe in it. Um... I believe in something bigger than us out there. I believe in the energy of the universe and whatever that may or may not be. So this is something that we've done a couple times together over the years. I think this is our third psychic medium that we've seen together. The first one was not really a good experience. We were like, I think we were 21 or 22 and it was just kind of a bit of a shit show. We were in... Um, LA, I think it was on vacation and yeah, we didn't get the information we were looking for. The second time we went was in 2016 and the experience was okay. Um, that was in Toronto as well. And yeah, I saw that psychic a few times and I felt like it was kind of vague. It was not really ever any concrete information, which I guess I don't know if you can really expect to get that from a psychic, but this experience was so, so good. 
I got referred to this woman by a friend of mine who her and a few of her friends had seen her over the last few months and so many things that she had said came true for them. So I really wanted to start my year, like my new birth year, just with some clear intentions of what's coming for me in the next year and what do I want for myself. So we went to see this psychic and she gave me the most beautiful reading. I actually cried a couple times and she really just like, I'm not going to share all the details, but I would say the big picture was that this year coming up is going to be my year. She said that she doesn't usually use the term whirlwind, but that's the best way to describe what's coming for me. It's all going to be beautiful things related to my career, my love life, my family. She said that all the hard work that I had been doing on myself over the last the last months and years, it was like finally time that now I get to enjoy the fruits of that labor. So I think like everyone, like the last few years have been pretty hard. There's been a lot of ups and downs, but just like starting with COVID and so many other obstacles and changes in life that have happened it even just cutting out drinking alone has been truly a life-changing event so to get a little bit of confirmation that all of the hard work that I've been putting in is gonna pay off is exactly what I needed like I felt like I could cry when she said that because there's been so many bumps in the road and so many things going on I've often felt like when is it going to be my turn to relax? Like, when are things just going to flow? And not that things haven't been good. I haven't had joy and happiness and success in my career. Um, but I have just felt like a little bit of instability, especially over the last year. So to know that good things are coming just felt really good. So all in all, the reading with the psychic went really well. I was really happy overall with the things that she said. It felt really positive. Um, and she did give me some homework for manifesting the life that I want. So that's something that I'm going to have to do this week. It's just some journaling, outlining what my dream life looks like, what does my dream relationship look like, my dream career, and just putting those things down on paper. So they're not only becoming clear to me, but then I can start asking the universe for things, which is something that I have never done before, I don't think. So all in all, the psychic reading was great. My friend also had a good reading. I think she was really happy with the information that she got. That was just Friday afternoon. Then Friday evening, I had signed up to do a pottery class with two of my girlfriends. One of them is very artistic, so I knew she was going to love it and she was going to be amazing. And then the other one was my friend uh, from Winnipeg. So I figured her and I would be on the same level of artistic slash non-artistic skills. It was a three-hour class uh, on Dundas West in Toronto. And it was the first time that I've done something so creative in a really long time. And it felt so good. Like at first when we started the class, they give you a 15 minute tutorial on how to use the wheel, what to expect. And 
they are very blunt in the fact that you should be sort of managing your expectations on the quality of work that you're going to put out the first time. Um, so I went into it, I think, with a little bit of ego. I thought I was going to create this beautiful piece. And after a few minutes, I was very quickly like put in my place and understanding that if I make anything, it's a win and that I'm here for the process and for the fun. So as soon as I took out that the outcome of the experience, it became a lot more fun. I started having more fun on the wheel and I actually was able to make a couple of really cute things. So those, uh, we leave them there and then the studio is going to fire them and then glaze them for us. So I should be able to pick it up in about two weeks, but that was so much fun. I definitely recommend doing something creative especially if you're recently sober. It's all about finding new hobbies and habits and things that are going to bring you a joy. Then on Saturday, I had a little brunch um, with a group of my girlfriends. We went, uh, it was around 1.30 to a restaurant downtown and it was just such a nice experience. Like usually on my birthday every year, I'm doing a dinner. It's like 8 30 at night maybe we're going for drinks after but it always involves something in the evening drinking staying up late so it was really nice to see all of my friends during the daylight <laughs> we all had a beautiful breakfast my friends are hilarious so we shared so many great stories and I didn't realize until after the brunch but no one that came out of a group of nine girls actually drank an alcoholic drink and it was not something that I set out um, as an intention for anybody else attending. I'm very comfortable with my friends making their own choices uh, regarding alcohol when they're spending time with me. That's just where I'm at now. But looking back at it after, I was so thankful and it really did mean a lot that everybody chose to stay sober for the brunch. Everyone was present. And yeah, it was just, I don't even know. I had such a nice time. I'm almost at a loss for words because I feel like this birthday was such a beautiful experience. And it meant so much to have the support of my friends, not only for the last 10 months while I've made this huge lifestyle change, but to actually show up on my birthday and support me in that way. I don't even know if it was a conscious effort made by everyone, but it was very meaningful uh, to me. So now that I'm thinking and relaying all the information of all the events that I did for my birthday, this is probably the most planning and the most activities I've ever done for a birthday. So I wonder if that does have a little bit to do with the fact that it was my first sober birthday. Literally the days that my friend was here were go, go, go. So a Saturday afternoon after we had brunch, we quickly had to race over to the Scotiabank Arena because we were going to the Raptors game. It was my friend's first NBA game. We had great seats. It was so much fun. The Raptors won. Uh, this was actually my second time at a Raptors game in the last few weeks. The first time I went to the Scotiabank Arena, I was so happy that they had two different non-alcoholic beers. They had Heineken Zero and Coors Edge. 
But this time, not only did they have the non-alcoholic beers, but I found a bar there that was actually selling Seedlip mocktails. So it was like a citrus spritz mocktail made with a non-alcoholic spirit. I was actually so shocked. I couldn't believe it. Obviously, we had to get them. They were pretty good. Like, I think that any kind of like a mixed drink at the Scotiabank Arena, the expectation is not that high. But it was definitely more delicious than a vodka soda would have been. So I was really happy to see that. Um, just seeing non-alcoholic options in big venues like that makes me so happy just because it means that it is becoming more accessible. So fast forward, it's like 7.30, 8pm on Saturday night now. We are exhausted from our day. So instead of going out for dinner, oh, and actually to back up, I had been telling her that the Raptors game was at 7 p.m. or 7.30 and we didn't realize until right before brunch that it was actually at 5 p.m. So our whole evening plans like had to change last minute and that was just like my neglect on actually verifying. I'm just so used to going to the games later in the evening that it wasn't even a thought in my mind that maybe it was earlier on the weekend. So we made it for five. We had a blast at the game. Raptors won. And then we just spent the evening relaxing on my couch. We watched a movie on Netflix. We ordered food in and we enjoyed some of my favorite Craig's cookies that one of my girlfriends got me for my birthday. We were so busy Friday and Saturday that we were in bed by midnight both nights and I can't remember the last time that I was asleep by midnight on my birthday sober and like at my probably absolute happiest. Saturday was just such a great day spending it with so many of my girlfriends. My friend from Winnipeg got to meet my Toronto friends for the first time a lot of them. She's met some individually over the years, but this was the first time that she really got to connect and spend time with everybody. And these are the girls that have been my core group of friends for years. So just hearing her have conversations with them when they've all heard so much about each other over the last few years, it's kind of like everybody felt like they knew each other already. So that was just a blast. Then fast forward to Sunday, it's my final day that my girlfriend's here. We had arranged for her to go to a massage. I have this beautiful masseuse uh, in my neighborhood. She gives you just, it's such a tender and caring massage. Like it's not deep tissue muscle like a sports massage was. It's really sensual. She looks at your tongue to find out if you're dehydrated, if you're tired. Um, it's very in touch with, I think, traditional Chinese medicine and acupuncture. So my friend went for a one and a half hour massage on Sunday that ended up taking two and a half hours. And while she was there, I took my dog Peach to her best friend, who is also a dog's birthday party. Last year, I did the same thing because the dog's adoption anniversary is the day after my birthday. The only difference was last year, I was so hungover. I didn't want to go. I was wondering how soon could we leave. So to take Peach to do something special the day after my birthday, when she was such a good girl the day before, staying home and, 
being alone for a little bit longer than she's used to also felt so good. I had my party on Saturday and she had a little party on Sunday. And then after the dog party and after Alicia <laughs> rose back from her massage coma, we headed down to Stock Market because it was the last day of the Clear Sips pop-up and I was dying to go. I'd wanted to go for the last two weeks and it just kept either slipping my mind or other things were popping up that prevented me from going. So I finally made it on the very last day and I'm so glad I did. I got to meet David who is the founder of Clear Sips. It's a family-run business uh, out of Ontario. He is eight years sober. Um, for those who don't live here, this is our non-alcoholic bottle shop uh, online. So they were doing a pop-up at this really cute outdoor market downtown Toronto. So we popped in there in the afternoon and he gave us a full taste testing of so many different kinds of non-alcoholic wines. We tried, I think, three different whites, a rosé, a red... Then he made us a non-alcoholic gin and tonic, a non-alcoholic dark and stormy. Everything was amazing. Obviously, I purchased so many bottles, but it, again, it was great to connect with other sober people, people who are passionate about the same things that I am in my city. It's not a huge community here, so meeting those people feels really important and building relationships there just feels really good. So that was another highlight for the weekend. And then Sunday night, we had a dinner. This was our final uh, evening together. So we went to a delicious plant-based restaurant. I think I've talked about it on the podcast before. It's called Gia. And we just had a lovely evening. All in all, my first sober birthday was a huge success it didn't even cross my mind to drink alcohol once. I was so busy being in the moment, doing all these really fun experiences with the people I love and care about the most that there was just no time for alcohol. There was no time for the thought of alcohol. There was no time for a hangover the next day. It felt so good to be fully present and... I can honestly say this is one of the best birthdays I've had in a really long time just for the fact that I got to be myself. I wasn't trying to mask my insecurities with alcohol. I wasn't doing shots to try and make the evening something that it wasn't. I was happy doing the things that I was doing with the people that I cared about. And I have to say, it does feel really good to be starting a new chapter of my life, one that is supposed to be one of the best years of my life, just feeling fresh, like there was no hangover, there was no regret, there was no fighting with anybody, like I just honestly cannot stress it enough how good it felt to celebrate my birthday sober. And like, even though I'm not a huge birthday person, maybe I'm going to be now because I had the most fun ever this past weekend. I also think that a big part of having fun in these moments, doing things like pottery with my friends, going to the Raptors game, 
are just really allowing myself to explore different parts of myself that maybe I was covering up with alcohol before. Like, never before when I was drinking would I have even considered doing a pottery class for my birthday. If there was no alcohol, it wasn't happening. So I think removing alcohol from my life has just created space for me to really explore so many parts of myself and I'm still learning every day. And that's a wrap, friends. That is my sober birthday weekend in a nutshell. I know this episode wasn't so sobriety heavy. It was a lot of me rambling about all the things I did with my friend, but I had a friggin' great time. So I hope you enjoyed listening and I'll see you next time. This is Keisha signing off on another episode of Done With Debauchery. If you liked what you heard, please share and subscribe. You can also find me at donewithdebauchery.com or follow along on Instagram at Done With Debauchery. Thanks for listening.